on their way to find a ship. The broads have been sidetracked with a little, well, a side quest to get the money that a smith is owed by none other than Countess Ladare. Will their half-cocked plans succeed? Well, we'll see. You're listening to The Broadswords. Starring Kristen Flemons as Yulari's Roaring Horn, our half-elf wizard witch. I think I am distancing myself from my companions in preparation. Tracy Gibbons as Keela, our high-elf bard scald. You go first and walk in front of me flexing, or do I go first and you walk behind me flexing? And then there's Bianca Zelda as our lovable tiefling barbarian, Maypri. Okay, I'll try and count the guards, maybe. And me, your DM, Victoria Rogers. A piece of parchment floats across a busy square, past a gaggle of ladies with parasols and fans, shielding themselves from the gray, misty sky. This piece of paper, though, it floats, not in a falling manner, but horizontally, as if something or someone were carrying it with a lively gait. Except there's no one there. There is a sharp rap at a front door as the piece of paper hovers in front of it. And we wait. The paper waits. The camera turns and pans to showcase three women. A half-elf, a high-elf, and a tiefling. What are they doing? I think I am distancing myself from my companions in preparation. You stand over here. I stand over here. Remember to look intimidating. Okay. Okay. Got my hands on my hips. (sighs) Yes. I like it. Aggressively. Yeah. Get that uh, chest volume up. Big shoulders. Deep breath expansion. Mm-hmm. To the diaphragm. Yes. For me, for this, for today's intimidation, I'm actually trying to kind of look a little bit like Larry's. So I'm pulling my shoulders back a little bit more and pulling them together, lifting my chin up a little bit, maybe narrowing my eyes the smallest amount, and trying to look at everything with the tiniest bit of disdain. I like it. The door opens, and there is a man who is wearing a waistcoat and jacket, and he peers at the paper that hovers in front of his face. It gives a little wave. (laughs) Confused, the man reaches out, takes it, looks around, and then looks down at the piece of paper. I will give him time to read it in its entirety, giving, like, you know, space for different levels of reading speed, and uh, 
After what I deem an appropriate amount of time, I shall start walking gracefully down the path towards this lovely manor home. You walk up the three great stone steps that lead up to the... Would that be a portico? Yes, sure. Yes, the portico of this grand estate. And the gentleman looks at you, straightens, and gives a sight bow. Yelary's roaring horn. Indeed, my lady. I have come to see if Madame Ladere has time for tea. The Countess. Well, we could. Please, step in, Lady. Roaring Horn. Roaring Horn, yes. And he kind of glances at the calling card, looks at you. Yes, please, this way. I shall step inside. You step inside into a great, like, foyer. This isn't a small little rinky-dink foyer. This is quite large. And in fact, it is the entire width of the house. Mm -hmm. And you can see great arched doors that lead into the backgrounds. This is grand. It has big vaulted ceilings. There is a balcony up on the second floor from, you know, overlooking this entrance foyer, this entrance hall. The butler brings you to a double door on the left and opens it up and waits for you to enter. Relaxed in my my timing, just sort of look around me like, aren't the gardens lovely this time of year? And I will stride into the reception hall. The reception hall is, it's quite grand. This is very formal. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is the formal reception hall. Uh, I think you would know this being... Uh, I've been in many no- reception halls. There's another reception hall probably across the hall um, in that other room with the double doors. Mm-hmm. And it would probably be a bit more intimate. <laughs> this seems appropriate for a, a first introduction. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, and it has some large wooden chairs with like the bronze tacks, the studs in there. Um, They're pretty ornate. The seats are like stuffed. So they're cushiony with uh, like a stretched leather over top of them. And then again, the studs holding everything down. Um, And then there is a similar type of sofa. You know, it, I mean, this is like perpetual medieval times. So, it's more like a pew, but with, like, some seats, cushions put mm-hmm. in there, you know? That's that's really kind of how it is. But there's, you know, two of those, and there's a bunch of big stairs, or chairs, rather. And there's a great big fire, and there is a harp in a corner. Lovely. I will, uh, I will take a seat with uh, a view facing the door and nod my thanks to the butler. Would the lady like something to drink while she waits? That would be most appreciated. Very well. And he walks over to um he walks over to a a big map and he opens it up and it's not really a table. Behold, it is 
<laughs> it's a par. <laughs> and uh, he pours you a glass of sherry. Lovely. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've had anything as refined as this, and I will try not to show my desperation as I take it. <laughs> he gives it to you and then says, I shall inform the Countess of your arrival. You have my thanks. And he departs. I'm going to start poking around this room. Keela and Maypree. You watch as Yalaris enters the house and the door is shut behind her. Uh, okay, um, how do we do this? Do you go first and walk in front of me flexing? Or do I go first and you walk behind me flexing? Okay, so if I'm going to be honest, normally when I do jobs like this, the, um, uh, the places the environment it's a lot less and i'm going to gesture wildly uh, at the surrounding the rich surrounding it's not as lavish as this i don't know if i can just walk up flex and they're gonna let us in am i being rational i don't i mean i think that i need to go with this i feel like i need to go with this different side of maypre tell me what are you thinking how What's your proposed plan? Let's sneak in. <gasps> yes! Okay, so, I mean, you're quieter and lighter than myself. Can you do a perimeter walk around? Will I keep an eye on the most obvious guards? Okay, yeah, I can do this. I can definitely do this. I'll, I'll hang out in the bushes and do a perimeter walk and see if I can find an entrance. Okay, I'll try and count the guards, maybe. Okay, yeah. Do you think that it's suspicious at all that we've been hanging outside the building this whole time? No, not at all. Okay, great. Um, I, I want to do get a perimeter of the building, but I want to kind of do it in such a way that I look casual in the public places and then, you know, stick to the bushes and the shadows in the places where I shouldn't be. Okay. Um, so I think this is going to be a multi-step process here because this is excuse me this is a lot yeah fair okay what no (laughs) we don't do things that are a lot (laughs) yeah okay so first off you walk through kind of like the front gates which are there's two guards right at Mm. the front gates that lead to the walkway up to the front door They're there, and so this place has a perimeter of a fence around it. Now, it is right up to the fence. Like, its fence shares a fence with the palace grounds. Uh. (laughs) Um, On this side, I guess on the east side. And then there is a road on the west side, like a crossroad here. And then in the back, there's another road. Can I just say, while I'm waiting um, and the, I'm alone in this room, I might send a message um, quickly to uh, Keela and then probably also to Maypre because I don't know which one of them is going to be more reliable in this regard. Um, <clears throat> but just a quick message saying, I'm waiting for my audience. Maybe give us... 20 minutes or so to establish a rapport before you come knocking. 
I'll cast message in response and say, K. <laughs> Okie dokie. So from the roads that are to the west and to the north, are is it fully fenced? Can I like and how? Yeah, I guess just is it. Fully yeah, fenced? there it, it is fenced. It's all fenced. There's a great like stone wall, essentially. It's a, like about like seven feet tall. And what's the traffic like? Are there a lot of people around? Uh, so in that fountain, yes, there are quite a few people. And then that side road that is on the west side of this estate, uh, it's not as well-traveled, but it's still pretty busy. Um, this is this area of town is where people go to be seen. People are promenading. It's, you know, it's a thing. I mean, you, you have no idea what the road behind it is like because you haven't gone there yet. Well, now what? I'm going to ask Keela. Are we meeting back up in the front? I, I don't think that was specified. I, I, maybe it's a good call. I, I, I can't cast message. Oh, yeah, okay, so I'll, I'll meet up with you back in the front. Um, so there's lots of stone walls and lots of people everywhere, and there are two guards in the front. Um, so I see two possible paths. Either we can try going with our original plan, or we can distract the guards and try and get them to leave. But the challenge is, how will we get both of us in after distracting the guards? I can keep them distracted. I think you might be a bit more stealthy than me. Okay, so you'll distract the guards and I should try and sneak in? Yeah. I have to go alone? Uh... I mean, worst case scenario, I can incapacitate them and hide them in the garden. <laughs> wouldn't be the first We're time I've done that. To prison. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I haven't been to prison yet, and I think that I'm okay with staying out of prison for the moment. I mean, you never know what the future holds. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's try the legal route first. Do you have any suggestions and, on how I can distract them? I often go the opposite route than this, so I'm not, I'm not chock full of ideas. Wait, sorry, just so I'm clear, we're referring to the breaking and entering as the legal route? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> cool. Just wanted to make sure I'd fully understood that. Carry on. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> uh... I feel like there's something about can we can we say that can you say that you need help? Can you say over here my goat? She's uh, choking. I need help saving my goat. What do we know about uh, Lady Ladare? Not not that the goat um, idea was bad, but she's a classy mistress. What do I know about classy mistresses? Maybe I can engage in conversation about that. They're classy and they're mistresses. You're about as wise as me. Okay, this will be fine. You've um, got this. Can't say I've met many classy mistresses in my lifetime. Okay, so why don't you try and engage the guards? If they follow you, I'll sneak in. If they seem like they're not interested, I'm going to come in and try and, you know, try and intimidate them into getting in. Well, yeah, so I'll talk to them. You climb over the wall. 
I mean, but there's other people that are everywhere. Oh, right. hmm. They're going to see me if I try and climb the wall. I think that the best thing is to try and distract them and get them away from where they are so I can get through. Okay. Otherwise, people are going to see me climbing a wall. Okay. And it's a pretty tall wall. It's kind of obvious. Let's do this. Um, so we're going to walk over. And I will uh, approach the... So uh, Hold on one second. I, I just want to specify. I think that you should walk over by yourself first. And all hang out in the back. And then, you know, either if you get the guards away, I will go in the front door. If you don't, then I'll come in and rescue you. Okay. So approaching the guards uh, alone, I presume that there is one on each side of the... Um, mm-hmm. Archway. The, the gate waving uh, her hands as she does. Um, hi, hello, um, excuse me? Um, I, I saw something concerning. I'm not really from here, but there's somebody wandering around over there with two knives trying to stab people. Can you, can you maybe stop that? Excuse me, where? Where, um, where was this? And I'm gonna point towards the fountain. Okay, uh, give me... Oh, no. This is your mm-hmm. lion. Lion pants on fire. Deception. Hopefully I have bonuses. Twelve. Uh, <laughs> it's so much better than I expected. <laughs> well, I rolled a fourteen. Look, we can't leave our post. You're going to have to find someone who's on, on the like city watch. On the beat. Yeah, the beat. Okay, well, what exactly do you people do? Do you just stand around looking not even that intimidating? And I'm gonna, now, I'm gonna try and... I guess I'm being a little intimidating. I'm being aggressive now. Okay, give me some intimidations. I'm better at that. 15 plus... 17? Ooh, yeah, I rolled a natural one. Excuse me. I'm not afraid, but this is our How job. How are you even we were helping told. the citizens? Yeah, Chris. They're right. Chris. I mean, who comes to visit her? I mean, well, okay, lots of people come visit her. But, it, like, I'd much rather be out on the, doing the beat. Do you think people are really <laughs> going to intrude through the front door? You're not protecting anyone, Chris. Uh, and with that being said, is that enough to distract them while uh, Keela runs through the front door? <laughs> okay, well, we should go. We'll just go take a look. We'll, uh, just a couple minutes, you know? Just take a couple look. And you know I want a promotion. And, like, I'm not going to get promoted out here. Okay, okay. We'll do that. And they start to go. Now, Keela, I need you to give me a stealth check, please. That's a 12. Ooh. Not my best. Well, they rolled a 12, so you win. Wow. I think it's like by the skin of my teeth, like they they might kind of look sort of just over me or kind of in my direction and just, just miss it as I pass by nice and crouched low and like a shadow go right through the front gate and these two guards they have walked off 
in the direction of the fountain, leaving everything wide open. Maypri, are you taking this opportunity? Oh, absolutely. I will stroll leisurely okay. through. Oh, so you're not even trying to no. stealth? Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Why are there consequences for my bravado? <laughs> um... I. You can't go in there! I rolled a oh, 15, so... Not even... Uh, is it Chris that's talking to me? Yeah. What do you mean I can't go in there? I'm just a regular citizen civilian, and I deserve to go wherever I want. <laughs> Not when that's the Countess's property. What? Hey, Chris, you know that's not the, the Countess's. That's the King's. Yeah, well... Oh, wrong voice. Well, that's the same thing. You know that. Countess, King... Ah, she's not married to him. Well, I'll have you know I'm a secret emissary of the king, but shh, don't tell anyone. I've been trying to be very, very discreet this mission. And you two have been wonderful up until this point, so if you would just let me on through, I have to go retrieve some armor. Um, so if you do see me exit with a handful of armor, it's just because I'm completing my mission. You understand what missions are like, don't you? I'm gonna wink at them both. Okay. <laughs> Deception, please. It's the thing I'm really not good at. I've been hanging out with Keela too much. 19 plus 2? 21? Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Okay. Here I was thinking, like, we have to have, like, a jail breakout <laughs> episode. <laughs> Meanwhile, Yolaris just has a nice tea with the Countess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Listening to, like, the violin music together, or heart music, sorry. <laughs> All right, seems legit. <laughs> Gotta wink back at me, Chris. That's how it works. He gives a really awkward, over-the-top wink. Chris is definitely getting that promotion. <laughs> I'm gonna put a good, a good word in for you, Chris. Now you two, run along. Don't pay attention to anything I do. And I'm gonna continue to leisurely walk inside. Bianca Zelda here with some wonderful reviews to read. We have a review from Facebook from a lovely Gabri Kekins that says, As a trans non-binary person, it is great to find a D&D podcast that isn't just all cis men. Mm-hmm. I love the storyline. It's great to have an all-woman cast and canon gay characters. The atmosphere and story created by the DM are the way the players add to it is just so wonderful. It started out spooky and adorable and it just got better from there. With anything from hauntings to large-scale fantasy battles, this podcast has it all. Oh, thank you. We have some very cool iTunes reviews as well. Two from Canada. Shout out. This is from Stephen Hia. 
The Broadswords is an absolute joy to listen to. The cast, of course, is superb. Their dynamic is natural and fun and positive, but honestly, the thing that blows me away is how it's produced. The cuts and the edits and the sound effects and the music choices all make this a delight to listen to. No lie, you can jump into any episode and understand what's going on. I cannot recommend this enough. Oh, that's so nice. We have another review by Druids for Life. This is the best actual play podcast I've heard in a long time. Binged the first season in under two weeks and almost caught up on season two. Dang. The broads are experts at grabbing your attention and keeping it with their stories and antics. Can't get enough of their adventures. Oh heck, thank you. Finally, we have one more review from iTunes Australia. This is by Dejami. I decided to take a look at this podcast after Travis McElroy recommended it on the Adventure Zone. I showed up because I like Book Mister in graduation. He's pretty cool. I stayed because these ladies are incredible storytellers. There is such a wonderful chemistry between the players and their characters are so interesting and vivid. Victoria's DMing is top-notch, and it has reignited my passion for my own storytelling and inspired me to want to be a better DM. There is so much depth and atmosphere to this story. It is truly fantastic and 110% worth a listen. I literally cannot gush enough about how much I love this podcast. Thank you. Hilarious. Yes. <laughs> you are seated. Where, where Where? did you seat yourself? On a chair? On the settee? Uh, I th- slash pew? I think on, on, on it. Well, whichever one um, is facing uh, the entranceway. Um, okay, I think that would be a chair. Yeah. So sort of perched on the edge of a chair. You know, leafing through. Are, is there a bookshelf in the reception hall? Uh, there is. And it is full of no- love novels, like romance novels and like love poetry. Okay. Well, I think I am leafing through a book of poetry as I wait for my esteemed hostess. Okay, right, as you're leafing through it, uh, can, uh, can you give me... An insight check to know that the plan is going horribly wrong as we speak? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, can you please give me a 1d6? Yes. Two. Okay. You find, pressed between two pages, a black feather, but there... It's not just a regular old feather. The what? What's the hard? The quill. The, is that is that the quill? I think so. Like the hard bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is actually coated in silver. Interesting. Can I do a quick detect magic? Uh, yeah. Does anything in the room uh, light up? Does this feather light up? Hold on a second. I'm making this up as I go. Yeah, it'll take as many seconds as you want if you're going to give me magic things. <laughs> okay. 
So yeah, so you're casting it as a spell? Yeah, I'm not going to take the full 10 minutes. I don't know if I have 10 minutes. So Okay. So you, what does that look like? I think it's, I mean, I think Detect Magic is a pretty, like, fundamental spell in any, like, competent wizard or witch's handbook. So I think it's just, like, reaching into the pocket, pulling out, like, a little bit of dust and sort of, like, whispering uh, a brief incantation and, like, poof, poofing the dust out. Okay, you do that, and the dust sprinkles out over this book (laughs) feather, and the feather glows a red color. Which I know means... You know what it means. What does it mean? It's... (laughs) Necromancy? No, that would be black. It's fire. Evocation. Aha! There we go. <laughs> I pocket the feather. Heck. <laughs> I pocket the shit out of that feather. Okay. Uh, give me a slate of pan. Ooh. 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you pocket it. No problem. Uh, and... Like, are you seated at this point, leafing through it? Yeah, I think so. The reception hall door opens, and... um, I will rise to greet whomever enters. Well, it's the butler, uh, and the butler holds the door open and says, The Countess Ladere. And in strides a... A slender woman. Uh, she is slender and of average height, but she has um, her, her bosoms are not quite ample, but her bustier does a pretty good job of uh, perking them up. It's working. Uh, yeah, it's, it's working. working for its keep. Um, she's definitely wearing the type of dress where every movement. They bounce. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, She is dressed in a manner that clearly states what and who she is. I shall give her a curtsy to the appropriate depth of a countess, which Eulerius, of course, instinctively knows. Yeah, so it goes like king, queen, prince, princess, duke, duchess, count, countess. Pretty low curtsy. Yeah. Yeah. You're high up. Yeah. You're you're like if you are a count or countess, you are in succession. Yeah. Uh maybe further down the line yeah. succession. In the you teens, are. but you're still there. Mm-hmm. Um, countess Ladera, it is such a pleasure. Thank you for making time to see me on such short notice. Yulary's roaring horn from just outside of Waterdeep. Indeed. And she's holding the piece of paper. So quaint. And she sets it down on a side table by the door. Mm. Roaring horn. Yeah. We haven't had the pleasure of your family visiting the court in some seasons. Well, you know, it's, it gets quite busy and it's very easy to get caught up with local politics and, you know, keeping the horses and... Hard to get overseas regularly. 
Horses don't <laughs> like to travel. <laughs> Indeed. I just have people who do that for me. Of course. How lovely. <laughs> and what a lovely estate, I must say, that you have here. The gardens are looking phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Yes, we have employed a rather, well, <laughs> it's the same gardener as for the palace. Of course. I, mm -hmm. I, I recognize their work. None mm -hmm. better. And so what brings you here to Kerkaladir? Well, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a long story. I was doing a study abroad, you might say, for a while in Rashomon. Um, mm. and, and, you know, I've just gotten, I guess, the taste for exploring the world and, and learning all that I can outside of, you know, Waterdeep is lovely, but it can get rather insular. It gets very concerned about itself and forgets that the rest of the world exists. So I'm hoping to break out and, you know create more ties for my family and for myself elsewhere, strengthen bonds of friendship and trade. And, well, I knew that as soon as we arrived in Ker Kaladir, I had just had to make your acquaintance. Okay, uh, performance? <laughs> or deception? Persuasion? Or, mm, okay. I am sort of doing a study abroad. <laughs> <laughs> if you can call running away from home because you weren't allowed to go to school the study really you learned stuff in <laughs> Rashomon you had people who taught you a things ton. I I literally yeah. studied yeah no <laughs> that's a natural one <laughs> okay but Plus what's five. your five? six <laughs> okay fucking six yeah, um, I'll have her roll. We'll see. Uh, yeah, no, that's a 15. So, oh, indeed, of course, of course. Yes. So, so what do you plan on doing here? What, what is it that you study? Oh, all of the magical arts are really my focus. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Bernard, uh, let us know how uh, you, you made your arrival. Always travel with flair, that's what I say. Oh, yes, it was quite, quite wonderful. He, he, had, he had many things to say of it. Oh, would you like more sherry? Oh, I would love some, thank you. And she picks up a bell and dings <laughs> of course. it. And, I, you know, I, we have not been in town for very long. I really did want to ask you for your suggestions of... What to see and, and, and who to meet while, while we are in Ker Kaladir? Oh, well, uh, there is, of course, the, the entire nobility of, of Ker Kaladir. And we, you know, I, I do believe the Sorensons are, are out in their country estate this, at this time. And the walkers, they... I believe they're traveling to the continent. And then, oh, well, there's, you know, there's the Emersons. And, well, they're, they're, they're just, you know, staying quiet a little bit as, you know, after the 
the show that their son, Emmett, put on. Oh, yes. Emmett Emerson, who hasn't heard of that. (laughs) How is the lad doing now? Oh, well, they said after they found him, he fled out the window and probably broke his leg in the fall. But then he crawled all the way home in shame. Too embarrassed to hire a proper healer, I'm sure. Oh, well, you know, they they do have that back door, and there's been some some late-night horse hooves heard back in that back alley. (sighs) Maypri and Keela, you have just berated the guards into doing their duty to the citizens of Caracaladir, and you have, Maypri, convinced them that you are an emissary of the king, and Keela has snuck in. Uh, how close are we right now? Are we, are we, are, am I like sneaky and you're not sneaky, but we're still coincidentally beside each other? I think I could have caught up with you. Maybe you were like yeah. paused around a corner, like waiting to, waiting yeah. for your in. And I just I like stride up to you. So I'm hiding in a bush. Oh, okay. And maybe when you get near, I kind of like rustle a branch so you know it's me. Oh, Keela, g- g- get over here. I'm I'm an emissary of the king, and uh, you are my servant. <laughs> just be cool, though. I don't want to be your servant. I was going to try and sneak through the window. Well, we can just walk in now. I thought that you said you didn't want to do that. I changed the plan. Oh, May pre. <laughs> Fine, and I'll, I'll jump up from the bush and kind of brush some of like the, the leaves and the sticks off my clothing and out of my hair. Take like the largest branch out of your hair. You have to look like a servant. Just be all like... Uh, friendly? Can you do that? I'll try. Kay. I make no promises, but I'll try. Okay. I guess you're taking the lead on this one. I'll just, uh, good luck. All right. Um, yeah, I will stride up to, I guess, like the main doors with purpose. All right, well, I guess we will see next time how this haul pans out. That will be January 18th. Ooh-wee. Um, yeah, so this adventure, I was not expecting this, but of course, I guess if you let them go shopping, uh, th- this is this is what happens, right? Right? Mm. Well, <laughs> see you next time. Hello, everybody. It's Tracy here with a few big thank yous for our new patrons. So first of all, Joseph Davini, thank you so much. Shusuro Agile, thank you very much. You are awesome. Jordan Bobo, you're the best. Ashidova Kitten, I love your name. And also, you are the greatest and we appreciate you so much. And Jason, thank you so much. You are just amazing. 
Modifier is an interview show hosted by Megan Dornbrock all about why and how people change games. From the hobbyist to the professional, from house rules to publication, we all have in mind a better way to play. What's yours? While you're looking up, I just want to say how fitting this music has been. <laughs> Thanks. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> of how ridiculous... I knew this was going to be ridiculous, so I was like, oh, we've got to go for this. Also, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to just get the money, not the armor, but... Well, I think it, the way I enter... You, I mean, you can get either if you have a debt, right? Like, as long as we come back with something, yep. if we come back with the armor, it's still... I mean, they'd probably prefer the money, but, you I'm know... just preparing yeah. for all possibilities uh, yeah whatever Maypri has in her mind at this point she definitely interpreted it exclusively like we must retrieve the armor that's the debt not the money but you know (laughs) it's fine it's just the risk of plans on the fly not having like concrete communication we've already split the party too like we are all alone (laughs) this is the worst case scenario for our team Mm. At least we both have message. Yeah, that's true. R.I.P. Me. <laughs> I'm just saying because you and I are together. Stay with me. We're not together yeah, right now. Me. I don't know how far like ahead you but got. I think oh, technically, Maypri can respond to a message if one is sent. Ooh, good to that's know. That's part of the spell. Okay. okay. Schools of magic. <laughs> Ivy. Yeah, the target hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. Okay, oh, perfect. There we go. <coughs> it's been 38 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> Are we just going to gossip between, <laughs> like, makeup gossip for another half hour? Swap recipes. <gasps> oh. Okay, we are going to change over. I can't believe we're making like multiple episodes out mm-hmm. of this absurd. I will get list. our weapons. If Yalaris gets a boomerang, I get my badass glaive. Theme music by Victoria Rogers. Other music heard by Kevin McLeod of incomtech.filmmusic.io. Songs used were cottages. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish.